For our opening prayer, if you don't mind, I'd like to pray the prayer that has been rising up in my own heart uh, throughout this week. So let's pray together. Dear God, here we are, your weary and fainting church. We feel so worn out by this endless pandemic and worried about our kids and our parents. We feel so tired of just seeing each other here on these little screens, and we long to be able to sing together again. We long for you to cast out the demon of racism from our nation and from our own souls as well. And we come to you at the end of our LGBTQ discernment and just at the very beginning of living into the path we've chosen. Dear God, we need a fresh infusion of your grace. We need your spirit to come renew our strength so that we might run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. In today's gospel reading, Mark is like a, film, a skilled cinematographer or a film director. And he opens by showing us some of our very first glimpses of Jesus. If you'll remember in last year's gospel from Matthew, with its 28 chapters, it was like we were watching a slow moving, very long two plus hour movie. <laughs> but with Mark, all of the action is fast moving with only 16 chapters, half the size. And his Jesus film barely comes in at an hour. But still throughout his film, Mark still manages to use action words like immediately, immediately, immediately Jesus did this. And we find this word 27 different times in the Gospel of Mark. So what's the urgency? <laughs> well, for Jesus, there are always more people, especially the long excluded, who need to hear about and to experience God's love for them, often for the very first time. Mark's gospel now zooms in to show us Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law from her fever. Jesus has come to deliver us from the bondage that we have to the powers of evil, to set us free from things like disease and addiction and injustice. And so Jesus now very significantly lifts her up. Remember Mary's song? Jesus has come to bring down the high and the mighty and to lift up the lowly. And here we see him lifting up Peter's mother-in-law into a life of dignity 
of serving and being served by others. She is healed for discipleship. And later in chapter 10, we see this happen again when Jesus heals a man who is blind. After his eyesight is restored, we read, he now follows Jesus on the way. In the Gospel of Mark, those words, that phrase, on the way, is hugely important, and we'll hear it again and again. Jesus has no interest in in creating a settled in comfortable people. Instead, he is forming a community of disciples who are steadily learning and growing on the way in his school of the way. And in fact, later on, when we get to the book of Acts, this is what his followers are first called, people belonging to the way. I love that. And may we be known here in Lancaster City, East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church, people belonging to the way of Jesus. Mark's camera now cuts away to Jesus going out very early to a deserted place to pray. Friends, he is modeling for us the crucial, crucial discipleship pattern of action followed by contemplation, of engagement with the world followed by resting in God. After an intense day of ministry, when the whole city has been clamoring and knocking on his door, Jesus now pauses to take in a long drink of silence and God's love for deep to replenish deep. My spiritual director, Glenn Mitchell, says that it is this quietness that is the root of all faithful action. It is only from our joined space with God, from our joined space with God, that our lives can really begin to bear fruit, fruit like love and justice and wisdom and joy, sweet joy. In my own life, confession time, whenever I find some bad reason to skip my daily connection with the vine, I invariably notice how quickly I start transmitting my own fear and anxiety and resentment toward everyone around me. And folks, that's usually to all of you. (laughs) And especially during this pandemic, silent prayer has become my crucial lifeline to God's stabilizing grace. 
God's stabilizing grace. Do you see it? Our daily connecting with God or not, or not, hugely impacts the well-being of our household, of our congregation, and our world. If you're feeling your soul being drawn right now to maybe experiment or to explore this way of praying, then see the short video that I'll be sending out on Listserv again later today. Mark's camera cuts again now, immediately, to a breathless Peter, who now brings Jesus uh, right out of his time of prayer. Jesus, Peter says, everyone is looking for you. What are you doing? But don't miss the crucial thing that happens next. Jesus could simply now return to Peter's village and stay there forever. But his time with God has not only refreshed his soul, but has also further clarified his vocation and his mission, what he should do and what he should not do. And prayer does the same for us as well. God has not sent Jesus to be a one town or a one tribe Messiah. His mission is to invite the whole human family to enter God's kingdom of love. And very soon, later in Mark, we see this stunning story where Jesus lives this out by crossing all the way over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee to connect even a Gerasene Gentile, despised by Jesus' own people, to connect this man with God. Friends, truth be told, I've been lately thinking, pondering, all the change that our church has been experiencing these last years together. Do you ever think about this? Changing conferences, changing perspectives on how we read the Bible, how we think about sexuality, how we think about our climate crisis, how we see the depth of our own racism, the change of some folks leaving and others joining us, and now the huge change caused by this never-ending pandemic. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel just dizzy, dizzy, dizzy. How about you? 
And I confess sometimes that I even find myself thinking, if I might paraphrase 1 Peter 4.12, that something really strange is happening to us, <laughs> unusual. And I find myself wondering when we can all finally get back to normal again. But then I remember that Jesus has called us to be a people on the way, not comfortably settled in, but on the move, learning and growing and being transformed by Jesus as we follow him. In other words, we're never going to stop being on the way to living more fully in his way. Amen? So let us now listen to the beautiful, beautiful Zulu hymn, Somlandela. We will follow, we will follow Jesus everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, everywhere. We will follow. May God's daily infusions of grace empower us to be a people following Jesus wherever he takes us. And where this journey is our home. Amen. <laughs>